Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's up, everybody? It's corner to corner time. We are live and on tape. <laughs> live and on tape right here in C2CRadioShow.com, ACAST.com, Apple, Amazon, iTunes, you name it. We're there. I'm Stan Grubb and my tag team partner, as always, Brian Taylor. What's up, man? What's up? What's going on? It's an AEW simulcast type of week. Yes, sir. So I say let's do it. Yeah, man. As we are live right now, or as we're recording right now, we are uh, Dynamite taking place. We got Dan Housen and FTR against uh, Max Caster and the Ass Boys, Colton and Austin Gunn. Ass Boys. (laughs) (laughs) Brian, you you had probably the most exciting weekend. Um, uh, Well probably the most exciting compared to to the rest of us you sir were in shy town for forbidden door i mean just an overall thought process how how was your trip man uh so um all right so here here's the thing right so we're we were in dc for the first night of AEW. Mm-hmm. uh my thought process you know, when they announced the show is I want to go to the show. I, you know, I, I'm, I feel a part of AEW. You know, this is my, my, my federation, your home, turf. you know, my home turf. I, you know, I was there, you know, talking about them before it formed. I was there when it was, you know, forming and shows were being put together and, you know, and then we get a, you know, again, we've been talking about super cards, right? Mm-hmm. It's something we haven't really seen. And now, don't get me wrong, there have been, I guess, technically what you would call a supercar, right? Where two federations come together and, you know, it's on pay per view or whatever. But I don't think there's been a supercar of this magnitude um, in a very long time. Right? Yeah, I so I don't think so either. Yeah, this this kind of takes me back to WCW New Japan Pro Wrestling or World Class and it, you know the A A W A type supercards where it was just nothing more than the best of each promotion, you know that and you don't need stories, you don't need anything. It's just matches. You know what I'm saying? Just like pure wrestling. And I had to go. And 
I will like I will rank that as probably my favorite show that I've ever been a, ever ever witnessed um or been live at. I guess let's say live. Um yeah, that that'll that'll go down as like my top. And I'm talking to Star Cage. I'm talking the first time I went to the Richmond Coliseum and saw the NWA. I, I mean, like this to me was was a moment. To me, and and this is how I described it to you last week. It, it was kind of like that uh, Grail kind of moment, bucket list event to go to. Just being yeah. in the building. This is what I told my wife because we were kind of talking about the kind of the view from your seats from the pictures you'd showed and mm. i told her i was like you know the, the feeling is just to be there in the building it doesn't matter where even if you're in the damn bathroom yeah. you're in the building when history happens you know and, and this was well first off uh, i don't think i'm underselling it or overselling it here when i say i think it's a pay-per-view of the year uh yes i i would say so yes yeah but now let me let me so the pictures that we i showed you Mm-hmm. Don't do those seats justice. Right. Right. I have videos that are more in line with my view. Right. And I'll I'll get them out and get we'll get them posted. Yeah. And they're primarily just the entrances so you could hear the crowd, like an in the arena type crowd thing. And but the videos I have are probably a better representation of okay. my view. Now, um, structure-wise, from where you sat, like I can tell, um, at least in a couple of the shots that you sent over, were were you, was there like a large size video screen as well, so that you could get a good look at everything, or were you just kind of looking down? Because it looks like you're kind of at the you're at the optimal part of the bowl, so you're sitting so you can see it all. But I was curious as to how it looked. Yeah. So if if the hard cam was across from us. Mm-hmm. If you use the hard cam at six o'clock, right? Okay. Uh, and then again, so you got to look at it backwards now, right? Uh, well, TV wise, you're, for me it was backwards because right. the hard cam was opposite. But if your if your hard cam is six, I am approximately eleven o'clock from the ring. Okay. Right. Okay. So That's I am. Solid. Yeah, I if. I uh, the the far uh, left turnbuckle. I was just off of that. Jeez, that's and, cool. Yeah, and see, we also I also went for the front row because you know us normally we sit in the back row, right? Because right. you know we like to stand and cheer and mm-hmm. and do all this stuff and not block well, anybody this- off really. Right, right, right. Well, this time, uh, because my wife and, and daughter went, I opted for the front row mm-hmm. because uh, when I ordered, I ordered the pre-sale and I went for, you know, the best tickets I could get. Now, the only ones I could really get were in the 300s, which is the, you know, the upper ring of the bowl. So I said, well, this time I want front row. Uh, you know, I want the first row of that section. Uh-huh. And... I actually enjoyed that a whole lot better. I didn't have to stand. I could see everything clearly um, other than a few times you have to get up and move for, you know, people, um, you know, going for drinks or whatever. Mm-hmm. To me, those were great. It, it almost reminds me of when we went to Starcade Section TT, right? 
Yeah, we had those the, seats the were wall. always my favorite. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, it, it to me it felt it kind of felt like that. Like you know, I don't know why we've been doing it wrong for, for so long. Yeah, but yeah. So, um, and again, I I didn't I didn't want to wait on these tickets. I went and I I went and grabbed what I thought would be great seats. They turned out to be great seats. Yeah. Um, and they they were exactly what I was looking for. So, and again, it's it's about eleven o'clock from camera, so we're just slightly off the ring, not quite square straight on. But I wanted, you know, I like the end seat too, which again puts me off uh, off the ring a little bit, but. Well, I like the the front row because you have the ability. If you don't want to stand up, you don't have to. You're not right. like being disrespectful. You can literally just sit there and enjoy it and scream as loud as you want. You're not blocking people behind you. Right. You know what I mean? And it's comfortable. Usually, if the seats are good, they're comfortable. Um, when we went to D- that that arena in DC, those were tight seats. Yeah. Those well, these these were tight seats too. And the problem with oh, is he going to do the go to sleep? Oh uh, no! <laughs> the the biggest problem. Uh oh! It's gonna uh, curse him. <laughs> <laughs> the I biggest love it. only yeah the only problem really with this is that the the glass in front of me was a little too close. So uh, you know my my arthritic knees kind of hurt. So oh, I would man. have to scoot up and and sit back. And ultimately, I got a bruise on the side of my hip because of these seats were a little too tight, but um, I'm not complaining again. Um, you know, that's just part of, uh, you know, par for the course. Now, how many German suplexes was that that Dax just delivered? Is that like 12? I don't know, man, but they, they just keep going up and up. <laughs> Screw Brock Lesnar, Dax Harwood for wrestler of the year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt Dax is yeah. wrestler of the year. So... so- before I want to go over the show with you, but mm-hmm. before we do that, I got to talk to you about my favorite piece of merch that any of us have purchased of all time. And that is this turnbuckle pad that you got. The amount of autographs on this and the coolest part, it was fun because we were going through and trying to figure out whose signature was whose. Now, were you were you ever able to get like an actual list on this? No, so I have not found a list. I don't know the number count. I would imagine there's probably one or two per um, uh, per uh, you know concession stand or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there were at least two in the line for these things. This these there only had to be two in an arena of like what sixteen thousand, seventeen thousand people or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And this is without a doubt the longest lines for merch I have ever witnessed. Now, I mean, I mean, even going back to the Monday Night Wars, mm-hmm. when you know there were just so many people and tickets were so hard to get and all this other crap. I mean, literally, the two lines met in the middle, and the last two guys were back to back. And I mean, they went. Probably, you know, each line was probably a quarter of the arena. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how long these stupid lines were. And then at the concession stand, they were, you know, five or six rows deep. I, I, I had, I honestly, when I got in line, 
I had no clue I was even going to see any merchandise at all. Well, there were so many people. There were pictures on Twitter that showed completely empty merch stands. Oh, yeah. Before the first match had started. That was what was crazy to me because I was seeing this like and while I'm watching this, it's during the buy in and I'm looking on Twitter. I'm like, what? What are we witnessing here? Because <laughs> I've never seen anything like that before. Like, yeah, I, I, dude, I'm telling you. And, and now again, we didn't walk because we were we. Uh, they kind of let us in a little late, so we were getting down to crunch time, right? If if there was more time, I would have take I would have walked around, mm-hmm. you know, to see what the other merch stands had. But literally, there were two big ones, and again, they were probably. You know, so two of them on half of the arena and they, you know, each quarter probably had one. So if you sectioned it off into quarters, each quarter probably had one. And I'm telling you, dude, I have never in my life seen merchandise lines so long because I've never seen two of them. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know which line to jump into that, that the starting point, they are back to back. So you just have to jump in one and and hope for the best right <laughs> so but yeah so anyway so we're in line we're it's move it's moving pretty good it's moving pretty steady uh i had i had in my mind uh the thought process of what i wanted to get again i wanted to commemorate this in a way that i would never commit probably never ever commemorate another show right um you know again the super show aspect New Japan Pro Wrestling, my first New Japan Pro Wrestling show, um, my first AEW pay-per-view, um, you know, the list just goes on and on. Anyway, so we get to the, we, we get to where we can start to see merch, and uh, yeah, some of this stuff, like the shelves, you know, you can tell there's not a lot left, right? Mm-hmm. And so then I'm like, oh, crap, uh, you know, I'm not going to get what I want. And then I see it. There's a belt. I'm like, okay, because again, you're just kind of inching forward, yeah, little by yeah. little. And so we turn the corner, and there it is. And I'm like, holy shit, there it is. So the wife blesses the purchase, right? And I said, fuck yeah, this is. Oh, sorry, <laughs> cut that. <laughs> anyway, I'm like, this is mine. I'm gonna get what I want you know, hot dog, you know, this, again, this is what I've wanted because we've been to other AEW shows. I've always wanted one. Mm-hmm. I've seen them online. Again, I've always wanted one. And as we're in line, right. And again, it's, it's five, six lines deep, right. As we're, we're about to enter the little, uh, cattle, uh, you know, things that are going to put you in a line, my wife moves us to another one that's a little bit lighter. Mm-hmm. So we go over there. There's a guy standing to my right. And I'm just like one or two people in front of him, right? And so it's like depending on how fast these lines move. So one of his buddies says, oh, look, there's the turnbuckle. And I'm like, oh, crap. You can't do this to me, right? You can't do right, this right. to me. You know, you can't, you, I, this is what I want. <laughs> you can't, 
And luckily, I get there first. I'm like, hey, do you have any more turnbuckles? Mm-hmm. The guy's like, hold on a second, let me look. Right? Because they had other belts in the bags and stuff like that. So I was expecting this to be bagged up or something nice to, you know, so it wouldn't tear up or mess up the SIGs. And the guy says, or they said, nope, that's the, that's the only one I see. Just take that one. So he unclips it. As he unclips it, I hear the big old sigh to my right where he just missed it. Oh, I was that's, like, that's, I was like, that's the best feeling in the world. <laughs> I was like, thank you, baby Jesus. And uh, so then I looked and there was this really cool Bullet Club shirt. And I haven't gotten a Bullet Club shirt. Uh, Bullet Club Chicago to commemorate it, and the back is just—it's awesome. It's that only might be missing my favorite one so far. Yeah, the only thing it's missing is the New Japan logo. I wish it had the New Japan logo like most of them do. Anyway, I said I got to have that shirt too. So we walk away with the turnbuckle and the Chicago Bullet Club shirt, um, and the Bullet Club shirt. The front is the Bullet Club logo, and then it's got the Chicago. Uh, it's in the Chicago flag colors. Um, then the back, it's got, uh, you know, the Bullet Club logo, the Chicago skyline on the bottom. And then I think it says Chicago or Bullet Club Chicago at the top again. So it's a really cool shirt. Um, so, yeah, so I, I struck out I struck out good. Um, then, of course, later on, after I show you all just the, the little eyelets. Mm-hmm. Um, I get it back in the hotel, and now we got to figure out the autographs. <laughs> that was fun. That was actually oh, a lot yeah, of fun, fun. Just going through and like, like Sting stands out, Miro stands out, but like yeah. some of them are like, "What the hell? Who is this guy?" <laughs> yeah, well, so yeah, so literally, I I show y'all the picture. I'm like, let's figure this out again. Right, right. Sting st- sticks out, and again, this is my first Sting autograph and i'm like super excited about it then there's mox this is my first mox autograph and i'm super Mm -hmm. excited i have adam cole adam cole's on there i have adam cole i have uh some of the other ones but again they're on there and then i'm looking it's like wait a second that's a k that's an o that is the best yes well that's okada yeah. And you can tell it's Okada, right? Yeah. It's like, shit, yeah. And then, like, I'm, I keep looking, and some of these other ones I'm starting to figure out. Again, Miro is on there. I don't have. I don't think I have Miro. Mm-hmm. I may, but I don't think so. Um, Trent Beretta. I don't have Trent. And so all these are, you know, again, we've talked about it. I love autographs. I love collecting them. I have, mm-hmm. you know, now we're going probably getting close to, 150 to 200 autographs of wrestlers some duplicates most of them are just you know they're not duplicates and so again so there's there's okada that's you know kind of what i was looking for with something just you know i may never see okada again i want okada's autograph i want you know whatever and so then again there's like just some you just can't really tell who they are Right, because I've never seen him before. Malachi Black, he's on there, right? Okay, where, the, where's he at? He's the one you thought might have been Jeff or Matt Hardy. Oh, okay, okay, right? that makes Cause, sense. Yeah, because if you pull it up, right? 
Yep. You see the M, and then it's like Malachi, and then there's a, uh, like a B on the back of yep, it. Yep, yep, you're right? absolutely right. I yeah. see it. And again, these, you know, looking at the turnbuckle, I was steady like for two days. I'm, I'm like looking on the internet. I'm going through the match card like, okay, uh, have I seen Tanahashi yet? Well, let me pull up Tanahashi and see if I can find pictures of his autograph. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, day two, because uh, it was either Tanahashi or Umi, this this autograph could be. But then I find a better looking Tanahashi, and this has to be Tanahashi because it's got the circle like in the middle of the autograph. Whereas Umi doesn't do that, but Tanahashi, I have I've seen a couple of them that he puts like a circle in there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, great. This is Tanahashi. When when am I ever getting Tanahashi's autograph? And again, we just keep going. And like, there's a big blob of an autograph up in the top right. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just looking. I'm like, who is this? Is this two autographs, three autographs? I don't, you know, I can't figure it out. Yeah. And then eventually it hits me. Right. So we have Tanahashi and Mox on there. We have, um, you know, a lot of the matches line up. We have Sting and Orange, uh, Orange Cassidy. Uh, was I don't remember if Darby Allen's on there. But you know what I'm saying? Like, if you get one person in the match, you're normally getting everybody in the match. Right. Um, for for most of them, right? Some of them, uh, I don't know if Pac, Pac is on there, but... And then Connors, but you know, you you see what I'm saying? There's normally a pattern going on here. Hey, what a surprise standout, by the way, in Clark Connors. Yeah. yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then getting getting back to that big blob of an autograph, it dawns on me. Well, I have, I Hangman Adam Page, right? I finally get his deciphered, and <laughs> sure enough, it's Hangman. Oh, uh, damn it! You're so right. Yeah, it's Adam Cole. Yep. Right? It's Okada. Wait a second. Who am I missing from here? Holy cow. Let me look at this thing a little bit better. That looks like Jay, Jay White. It's Jay White. So the, the, the one up top is not an autograph. It's Switchblade, Jay White, and then right below it is his little... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think yep. it's like five little tick marks. Yep, yep. That makes so, perfect sense too. I didn't yes. even see that. That's awesome. Yeah, Osprey. and again, I, come on, Osprey's on there. Yeah, I mean, again, Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's just so many on there that, and it just, it just, it ticked all the boxes for me. And oh, psh, dude, that that's one of those. That to me. That's like getting a fully signed belt. Like that's the, that is the thing. Oh yeah, and and see again the I don't know how many were done, right? So rough estimate, right? And I don't know if they're all the same or maybe, you know, like FTRs on one and because I don't see FTR is not on mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if like. There are some with more, there are some with less, you know, if, or if they're all kind of the same, because um, I haven't really seen anything online about them. Right. Um, but again, to me, this is kind of, this is one of these things that could be, there could be two, for all I know. There could be 
10. There could be 20. I, you, know, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. But literally, it could be, uh, you know, one of five mm-hmm. in the whole world, you know, that were sold. Oh, El Phantasma was on there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that I didn't get until I started looking through. And I was like, that's EL. Oh, ELP. Duh. Yeah, like duh. Sammy. Wow. Uh-huh. Sammy's looks cool. Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, Rocky Romero. And then two, I have no clue who they are. So there's one. Let me just pull the full shot here. Here we go. So there's Sammy <clears throat> to the direct left of Sammy. I don't know what that one is, but I know that that's Miro next to it. Right. Right. There's Sting, Sammy, Miro in the middle of that. I'm not sure. Zack Sabre Jr., El Fantasmo. To the left of that, the slash marks, there's Adam Page. Right, but to the left of that, I have no clue who that is. Mm-hmm. And then to the right of Adam Page should be Tanahashi. Because if you look at Tanahashi, right there in the middle, where you see the circle, mm-hmm. that's normally how he does. And then he the end of it kind of falls back, back towards the beginning like that. Okay. Okay, so that would make sense. At yeah. first, with the red, I thought, the, even though it's obviously printed, at first I was like, "Oh, somebody wrote in Japanese. Cool." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I get from that. And again, if you look up at the far right, you can now clearly see it says Switchblade, Jay White, and then his little yeah. symbols, the Malachi Black with the B. Mox, Okada, Rocky, uh, Adam Cole and, uh, is up there where we thought it might have been Arn. Couldn't figure out why it was Arn, but thought it might have been Arn. And well, it Oscar. did look like Arn. I mean, yeah, he, he signs pretty similar to that. Well, it used to. Now, it's not quite like that. Because I have a few words just, are we going blood and guts already? Yeah, the cage is lowering right now. It's 9 o'clock Eastern time. Um, Kind of interesting that they're doing that, but it makes sense if they're going to give this 40 minutes, then they can go with, you know, have Malx come out and do a promo and close out, send everybody home happy. So my gut would say that uh, Jericho is going over. So, and then, so then, you know, I buy it. I'm holding on to it for dear life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not trying to show anybody, you know, anybody, because it was a very hefty price tag. It's yeah. probably the, the most expensive, uh, like, um, uh, memorabilia that I that I've just that I've purchased, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I'm I'm not really hiding, but I've, I've got it turned inward, so you can't really tell what it is. We're walking up the stairs, and I think my daughter was trying to take something off, and I accidentally bumped her. Oh, she no. was trying to, like, unscrew her bottle or something. I accidentally bumped her. And so, you know, of course, water splashes. No! <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, this is not rude. <laughs> oh, my God. So, but luckily, we again, we had the t-shirt. I cleaned it off. No harm, no foul. 
Um, and then, yeah, it was just like, oh my God, I got it. I, I should probably leave now to protect this. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, just to be safe. Yeah, just to be safe. Yeah. Well, we've got the uh, third member of Corner to Corner's Triple Threat, Rob Hefner, joining us. Rob, what's up, man? What is happening? Rob, we're talking about the experience that Brian had at Forbidden Door. We were just going over the autographs on the turnbuckle pad, talking about all the different people, the basically the dream amount of signatures that he's got yeah. on this thing. Um, it's absolutely insane. And he was nice enough to buy each one of us one. That's right. There, There's one hanging on my – oh, wait. No, it's not. Dance. Yeah, no, no. Had I had I thought about it though, that would have been kind of interesting to go see what another one looks like. To see, you know, if the signatures match. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there was some variation, but it's still. I mean, that's that's a one of a kind deal, man. You can't yeah. turn that back. Yeah, yeah. No, because again, it. You know, I won Okada. I got. I now have Okada. Tanahashi. I have Tanahashi. Will Osprey. I have Will Osprey. Jay White, I have Jay White. You know, the the to me the the guys I love to watch in New Japan, mm-hmm. I know I have. You know, right? And the what only was the likelihood that you'd get those otherwise. Yeah, yeah the only one I really would have loved to have had is Suzuki. I would have loved to have his to been on there somewhere, and it may very well be. And you know, the two. I have to do more research on the two, but yeah, he, I wouldn't, if his was on there, I'd have been like, this is great. This is fantastic. Maybe he is the one between Miro and Sammy. Maybe he is. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. What in these. God's name is Jericho? These little jack wagons. What? Are they the Backstreet Boys? <laughs> oh my God. Makes my eyes hurt. <laughs> That's a lot of red. So yeah, no, so I just I went right to the seat. I wasn't playing around with it. <laughs> so Oh yeah. I don't blame you. Yeah. I wouldn't have moved. I'd been like, yep, don't touch it. Don't touch yeah, don't, it. Don't look at it. Don't, don't breathe on it. it. Did yeah. they have more or is that just one? So like uh like I was telling Stan, when we finally made it up to uh the uh merchandise stand right and and rob i don't know if you heard but so we've been to a lot of shows right yeah we've been to pay-per-views we've been to monday night raws we've been to nitros we've been to thunders we've been to you name it we've been to it in the last 20 years right and this like i was telling him so i'm assuming there was a merchandise stand if you if you divided the United Center into quarters, there was probably one in each quarter, right? Two on one half of the 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 arena. Now again, I could be wrong. There may have been more, but I, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. <clears throat> These lines, Rob, were so long that the lines actually connected. Wow. Like the last person in each line was literally back to back <laughs> in in this line. Like you had to choose carefully which direction you went. They were they were you know they were that long. I mean it probably took us 
probably a half an hour to get through the line. Dang. Now, they they have separate lines like New Japan and AEW? uh, No. So, I only saw two AEW merch, and I didn't get close to the one. But when the when I got to uh, my merch stand, it was AEW. So I would have hoped they would have been smart and give New Japan some, um, you know, maybe on the other half or something. But um, I did not see that I recall like New Japan um, merch or anything with New Japan on the logo. So what else did you get? Uh, and then I got a that Chicago Bullet Club T-shirt. So, I mean, and, uh, and that's, that's the holy grail. Like when you were like, "I got something." I expected like kind of like what you and Stan got when y'all went to NXT. Yeah, you know, I expected maybe oh maybe he got a poster, and then yeah. I saw the 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 grommets, and I'm like. From the angle I had where I was looking at it, I was like, is that a belt? Like, did he get a belt with all the signatures? And I'm like, but why would all the people sign the belt if they've ever had it, you know? Right. But Yes. I mean, I, I, because there is the match poster, right? And I was fully expecting there to be a match poster with all of their, their signatures on it. Right. And again, maybe there is. Maybe it sold out before I got up there. Maybe it was only at one concession or one merch stand, whatever. Because there were people with like rolled up sleeves. Hmm. You know, like the, the harder rolled up cases. Right. Now there there was a picture of Mox and Tanahashi that was autographed by both. And I'm not quite sure if it would have required the type of sleeve that they had. Um, like but a, I was a poster ex- tube. Yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't quite as long as a poster tube, but it was like a little bit thicker than what you might expect. But um, I was I was expecting some type of match poster to be signed. That's, that's what I was going for. I mean, I've always wanted one of these turnbuckles since I've seen them, but I was really expecting to get the match poster. And then I, I don't even think there was one unsigned, so. That is <laughs> definitely cool. Yeah. yeah. That might be my favorite merch that any of us have ever gotten. That's pretty damn <laughs> You won the year, sir. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, obviously, the, the show itself was four hours long. I don't know that we'll be able to do the show justice in that regard, but we're damn sure going to try um, I pulled up the results of Forbidden Door, and, and we'll just kind of go back and forth about uh, what our thoughts were on it. Uh, Blood and Guts is happening right now. Claudio, Wheeler Yuta, and uh, Eddie Kingston and Proud and Powerful have just uh, made their way to the ring. We're getting ready to get this underway. Friday night announced for <laughs> Royal Rampage. A two-ring battle royal, the winner receiving the first title shot against Mox. That that should be pretty damn good. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Mox is coming out with, I forgot, that's right, it's six on six. 
Mm -hmm. So let's go with uh, the trios match that started us off. It was Jericho, Sammy, and Suzuki against Eddie Kingston, Shota Umino, and Wheeler Yuta. Um, well, Brian, you were there. Lead us off, buddy. What did you think of this match? All right, look, I'm just happy I saw Menorah uh, live and in person. Um, and then with him and Eddie in there together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I don't know like how it, 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 it carried over into TV, but there were chops that were loud enough that my wife was like, there has to be a microphone on that ring somewhere. The chops came through like they were echoing off the wall. Yeah. We have a decent sized TV here. And when the, when we heard the chops, I mean, we were, it was echoing off the damn wall. Yeah, and again, I had I told her I said there there's no mic like that's how how Yuck. hard these they're throwing these things. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, it was it was it's it's always great like when especially like Jericho right when he comes out the crowd gets into it they all sing Judas. Mm -hmm. There's actually like so we were recording some of the entrances. Uh, my wife was recording Jericho's entrance, and you can actually hear me singing Judas, um, which That's is a not rite something of passage. you have to yeah, sing. Judas. You have to sing Judas. Yeah. yeah. My wife sung a little bit of it. So. Oh, did was, she? Yeah. Yeah. So. That's cool. Yeah, it was kind of cool, but yeah, right from the start, uh, we were into it. We were, we were having a blast, um, and it, you know, my wife and my daughter more casual than I am, but it was very interesting to see them watch new Japan stars. Hey, to get caught up in the energy of a show is one thing, but when you can completely just immerse yourself, that's like the, the best feeling in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I, you know, they had smiles on their faces at the start and it was, it was great, but uh, you know, Suzuki is just, he's a monster. He's a beast. I told my wife, if, if I had to go into a dark alley with 20 other people, if you, if I went with him, I'm going in there. You know what I'm saying? Like we're, the two of us are going to beat the crap out of 20 people. I mean, the, the chops themselves, I mean, but the, uh, to me, the standout of this match is Wheeler Yuta. The, I mean, ridiculous pop that he got when he was just throwing people around mm -hmm. i mean he's been he's been a star in the making this entire time it was insane i don't think i've ever seen it and shoot chicago was ready for it they were there for it oh yeah they they were that again that that's another reason why i wanted chicago right because with all the pay-per-views AEW's had, you know they're into it. The TV, yeah. you know, the Dynamites, you know they're into it. Mm -hmm. And what better place to get that whole ambiance? Because, I mean, realistically, it's probably been since the Monday Night Wars, honestly, that you, you, you've you seen an arena from start to finish like that. No, I, yeah, I'd say Monday Night Wars is a fair bet. Yeah, but Chicago delivered. They deliver, you know, it's now my favorite city to go watch wrestling in. And I've only been there once. <laughs> I, I think can't. Sammy's lost his face. 
lost his face. <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> Got kicked. Rob is now ahead of us. Oh, wow. <laughs> Interesting. That, oh, Lord. <laughs> Interesting that they started off with Claudio and Sammy, but uh, damn. This crowd is loving it. They are on their feet from the beginning. Uh, maybe this match goes an hour. Possible. All right, so what, what did y'all think of the, the start? I I really enjoyed the energy level they started off with. And what I really liked was that they had the commentators. They had Taz, Kevin Kelly, and Excalibur. Right. Um. I like that they gave us something different and it provided us an opportunity to really, you know, avoid um, any of the potential for what, not to put them down, but for just some of the, the snafus that Jim Ross has run into in the past. I like that we got a different mix too. Right. Now, Rob, you didn't see it, did you? Have you watched anything? I've tried to catch a little bit here and there, but yeah. What I've seen, it's just like the crowd was into it from the beginning and just the pageantry of it all. You know what I mean? Like, right. it had the lure of the old super cards, you know? Mm-hmm. I guess what just what, like what they were going for. Right. I think what, what surprised me out of this is, is, and we'll talk about it, well, we'll try to talk about it depending on time, but was that Jericho and Sammy and Suzuki go over at the beginning. They get the win. And I thought, honestly, that that was just, all right, that's it. We're not going to see him again. That's it for the night. But it actually turns out that we see them at the end of the night. So that really mm-hmm. shocked me. Now, you know, I, I was kind of curious, too. And I'm, I'm kind of glad they didn't. If there was like a, because you know how sometimes they'll do like a, a counter. You know, like uh, AW1, New Japan Zero. Yeah, they they didn't really do anything with that at first. And then, uh, I don't know if you heard any of the commentary, like, from the buy-in or anything. But, like, leading from the buy-in, they started acting like it was an invasion of New Japan to AEW. Uh And I really didn't understand why they would do that at the last second. Like, that just didn't make any sense to me. Well, yeah, so we, it, yeah, but we, I mean, we talked about this. I don't think this is a one-off. No, no. As a matter of fact, the president of New Japan, the less than twelve hours after Forbidden Door was off the air, tweeted out that uh, he the next Forbidden Door he wants to see in Japan. Yes, and I've already told my wife, should it happen that way, we may very well go to Japan. I mean, I, at this rate, you have to. Yeah. Plus, I mean, the experience alone, yeah. you, you, your whole family enjoyed themselves. It's not like they wouldn't enjoy it a second time. Yeah. I mean, you know, who could blame me? Tokyo Dome, Okada versus Danielson or Omega, you know, whatever. Man, yeah, I may have yeah. to think that one through, too. And I mean, you already went to the first one, so you got to keep up the tradition. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 You but know, if if I pulled it off, I'd be done. Yeah, I'd be done after that. <laughs> well, that that's going to be a trip of a whole other expense. That's almost like 
but that's that's almost like WrestleMania. Oh yeah, that would be yeah, that would be my you know that would be a WrestleMania moment for me mm-hmm. without being WrestleMania. So right, right. All right, what was what was number two? What was match number? Yeah, two? so the next matchup, and, and this is what it always floors me that AEW does this, but they do it well. It was the Triple Threat Tag Team Title Match for the ROH and IWGP Tag Team Championship. Yeah, Jeff Cobb and the Great O'Con, FTR and Rapongi Vice. Um, at the top of the show, we said it. Dax Harwood is is a damn stud. Mm-hmm. This guy goes through some crazy crazy shit every single week and uh this past weekend the fact that he wrestled by the way tonight on dynamite still kind of boggles my mind um especially throwing suplexes the way he was i mean are you talking the shoulder yeah oh he came out i think he came out in the scrum it was like that it was a work (laughs) so i i was completely sold then and i'm fine with that because that's when you know you're in it because like yeah. we're watching and my wife looks at me and goes is he that's it he, they're not winning he's done he's really hurt i'm like i don't know i said this could be one of those situations where he is it could also be that at the key point in the match he comes back taped up and he sure did and that crowd went off that yeah. was amazing yeah well again so you pointed out like when when they can draw you in, and again, there's little, there was a little story for this match, mm-hmm. right? But not enough to me to really get you, but so invested. So you're kind of right. invested off of the wrestlers themselves, right? Right. There's no hotter tag team right now than FTR. There may never have been a hotter tag team, right? FTR is cooking on a different level. Yeah. You know the the kind of road warrior type level, like when the road warriors first broke on scene and we're just destroying the entire world type level. You know, the, the Dudleys, you know, when the, when the Dudleys were making a name for themselves and everybody knew who the Dudleys were. And, you know, that's to me, that's the level FTR is. Yeah. And you're right. When, when, when the doc checked him, I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. They're not winning. You know what I'm saying? They're not winning. And then it took me 30 seconds, 40 seconds to come to my senses mm-hmm. and be like, wait a second, this is going to play out one of two ways, just like you said. Yeah. He, he's either hurt and Cash is, you know, they're going to have to change it so Cash somehow pulls out a win, mm-hmm. or he's going to come back out and it's going to just, the place is going to erupt. Oh, and yeah. They came unglued. Yeah, and and I knew at the moment, right? Because I had regained my senses by this. The moment Cash was on the ground and he reached for that turnbuckle, I was like, "Oh, this is FTR's night right here." Mm-hmm. You know, Dax is coming back out. They're gonna they're gonna win this thing, and it you know it, it was it was nuts, man. I bought yeah. into it too for about thirty seconds. I mean, it was one of those things that you just. You need moments like that because if you don't have those in a matchup, that's when, you know, they haven't necessarily pulled you in for that entirety. But that was, I mean, the energy level of the of United Empire was great. I, I love watching them work. I'd like to watch more of that. Um, FTR is FTR. You can't really take anything away from that. But then the other part is Rapagi Vice, which, you know, for me, being relatively new to New Japan from 
few years back. It was uh, nice to see them back. And and Romero, uh, he kind of beat the shit out of uh, Cash Wheeler with that uh, with that first clothesline. He just clocks him in the face, and Wheeler just kind of lays there on the rope like, ow. Yeah. Well, again, I, you know, I think the first match kind of sets the tone. Mm-hmm. And then everybody just starts feeding off of the one before. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking about how I don't think this is over. Well, here's your first indication this isn't over because FTR ultimately wins and becomes the New Japan or the IWGP World Tag Team Champions. Right. And and they even said in the media scrum that they would love to go to Japan. And one of the things that they have loved doing was – you know, kind of hindered by the pandemic. And now that things are opening back up and travel is easier to do, they want to do it. And Tony's nodding his head the whole time. Tony Khan, by the way, very reserved comparatively with last month <laughs> with, uh, with how I responded. So uh, perhaps he was a little self-aware and decided to take, take a, a couple of Valium or something, but you, you leave TK alone. He can get as wild and crazy as he wants. Um, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> FTR comes away with a big, big victory again. They wrestled tonight um, in a six man, a trios match that uh, was entertaining. You got Hager and Claudio uh, battling it out. I guess the real Americans aren't going to fly in AEW. <laughs> Mox is oh, in. Mox Ow! is oh! in next. <laughs> So Hager. Oh, Mox, what are you doing? So he Hager. throws the chair at Hager and it bounces back and hits him in the face. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> Ow. Yeah. All right, so uh, who's he next? He sold that junk like a champ. He had to. He had to. And I bet you his forehead is nasty right now. All right, that's so <laughs> uh, real quick, Stan, because again, so – Unlike normally with AEW, they'll show you what's going on in the back. Mm-hmm. Okay, so up into this point in the, the the first two matches, is there any were there any backstage segments? Hmm. I'm trying to that remember. you can think of. I don't think so because it went straight from the trios match to the tag title match. Okay, all right. Because again, we're going to come to a point here real soon that. There was something that happened while the cameras were somewhere else that unless you were there, you you may not know about. And it should be coming up relatively quickly. So next oh, was the, the fatal four-way with Malachi Black, Clark Connors, Pac, and Miro. Um, you know, a lot of people have said that Forbidden Door was somewhat snake bit because of the injuries that happened over and over and over again just different changes but uh this one this matchup i was disappointed when i first heard about it because i just am not familiar with clark connors that's gross that i don't ever need to see daniel garcia that way ever late ladies and gentlemen in about three seconds stan will pass on <laughs> that was nasty. yep oh Good lord. <laughs> Just spitting blood. Um Especially the stuff coming out of mouth. Yeah, that's gross. You're gonna hear a thunk. <laughs> so checking out the 
the Fatal Four when when Connors is announced, I'm like, uh, I don't really know a lot about this guy. Uh, okay, we'll see. But damn, if he didn't show out and in a big, big way with some really big stars. Um, so yet again, another moment where it could be kind of like Wheeler Yuta, where Clark Connors is literally made in one night. Oh yeah, most definitely. You know, going in right. So uh, who was it? Uh, who who had to back out? Uh, was it Ishii? Ishii, yeah, he was unable yeah. to travel because he had a fever. Right. So <laughs> you kind of knew when he was going to be in there that the the match was going to be different, right? It would yeah. probably be more of a brutal style and everything else. And then the, the, uh, Connors is announcing, you're almost like, well, this guy's in there just to get the piss kicked out of him, mm-hmm. you know, by, by everybody else. You know, that's it. That's the sole reason he's in here. He's just going to be dog pissed for the whole match. And I'm glad it didn't happen that way. I'm glad, you know, he actually got a spot or not spot, but a chance to show the world what he was capable of to do. And credit where it's due. I mean, he sold really well. Mm-hmm. Um, there were just positions he was put in where if he didn't sell it right, it wouldn't have come off as good as it did. But he did a tremendous job making all of his opponents look great. Oh, yeah. And I mean, all for, for a fatal four-way, and because... AEW does like multi-man matches mm-hmm. fairly well, right? Um, I, and I was I was I was pleasantly surprised that it wasn't like one of the normal ones, right? You know where you know they just the the Hefner rule comes into play and you know all that other Definitely stuff. Definitely rule, yeah. <laughs> And I, I'm again. I'm so shocked at the ending. I didn't see it coming. I was, I'm pleasantly surprised because again, I had, I did not see that one coming. <laughs> yeah, um, I think you and I both picked Miro. Yeah. Last week, and uh, I was, yeah, I was okay with the way this one ended because Miro didn't get pinned. He didn't submit. He was not involved with the uh, with the finish. So it was one of those situations where. You know, he's still protected. The mist there was a great feud between him and Malachi coming up, I bet. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pac is rewarded, really, for being one of the day one guys and, and getting the first ever All-Atlantic Championship. Yeah. Cool name. It's kind of like a nod back to the Mid-Atlantic, but not, you know. We, we, uh, yeah, the Mid-Atlantic yeah. title. Yeah. Yeah. So and and again, I'm 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 glad for Pac for winning this because Pac is he's he's a great wrestler and now hopefully he'll get showcased a little bit more. Yeah, I think that this is an opportunity for them to really capitalize on what they have with him. Um, and if he wants to wrestle overseas, then why not? Let's have an AEW presence in the UK. You know, right. if, if he can do it, then do it. Well, listen, AEW apparently is the number one show in the UK mm-hmm. as far as wrestling. So why wouldn't you, you know, get somebody like Pac to go over there and represent you? Uh, I want to say this is Santana or is this Ortiz? 
That's Ortiz. That's Ortiz. Ortiz, a house of fire in the ring right now, just entering the cage. Um, Garcia is still bleeding like absolute crazy. It's it's just kind of gross. Mox is. Pretty boy hasn't bled yet. That's uh, a cool hand something, something. (laughs) Cody Rhodes. Yeah, right. Something, something, Cody Rhodes. (laughs) Oh, Um, you know, believe it or not, I heard somebody do that at the arena. Oh, did you? Yeah, I couldn't help but chuckle. So I don't That's know. Cool. I don't know if it's like out there, and you know, I don't know who started it, if you started or what. But yeah, I heard something, something, Cody Rhodes. What a kid out of here! I'm so stupid. <laughs> All right, so what's the match number four? All right, so next, Tony Schiavone comes out, joins the commentary team, and again, I really liked the mixture on commentary. This was cool. Um, we got Sting, Darby Allen, and Shingo Takaji versus the Bucks, and now Fantasmo with Hikaleo in his in their corner. Um, hey, very cool to see the Bucks back in Bullet Club gear. That was cool. I liked the throwback music too. Very cool. Um, but I mean, come on, the star of this match is Sting. Period. Oh, right from Jump Street. Yeah, yeah. They point to the rafters, and I'm like. Get out of here. I thought he was going to repel from the Raptors. Uh, yeah, so when his music ended uh-huh. and he didn't come out, I immediately looked at the box. the Not the, but the Tron. Yeah. I I was, like, focused. Like, this, I'm looking up. I'm like, anybody up there? I'm like, this guy is about to come down, and this is going to be the greatest moment <laughs> <laughs> in the history of our sport in the history of pro wrestling yeah <laughs> and so and then again i i'm literally like waiting i'm like he's gonna repel mm-hmm. he's coming down and then of course they cut to the upper upper uh you know the cheap seats there he is i'm i'm just i'm going nuts now like this is this is this is awesome you know, is he going to do the Shawn Michaels? And <laughs> yeah, like I couldn't figure out what he was going to do. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, you you look back at the stage real quick, and there he is, like diving off the top of the entrance. And, oh, yeah, it was, it was absolutely great. Sting is 63 years old, diving off of entranceways, no-selling super kick parties. Um and no selling the nipple twist. Oh yeah, that was fun. I listen, so it's it's probably been a while since I've seen El Fantasmo. Yeah. But that guy, he was fun to watch. What was what the hell was that back rake? <laughs> all three all three guys from the Bullet Club are like doing flips and cartwheels and all of a sudden they rake the back. I'm like, "What?" Tony Schiavone calls it the Dermis Destroyer. Yeah, it, well, yeah, but again, though, you have to remember, right? So they went old school. They had the the black trunks with the Bullet Club logo, right? Right. That's right. the type of stuff they did in ROH. That's the type of stuff they did in New Japan. That's the st- type of stuff they did to get me to really pay attention. You know what I'm saying? Like what were they in in Impact Max Mac and uh, uh, Max and Jeremy and Jeremy 
Yeah, Buck, right? <laughs> Max and Jeremy Buck, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right? Well, nobody paid attention to them, right? They go to ROH, they go to New Japan, they're doing stupid stuff like that. You you watch the match, you're having a good time, you you get into it. That's the type of stuff they were doing. What is that, glass? They did a pile driver on broken glass. Yeah, but but again, that's the type of stuff that, like, literally, I really started paying attention to the Bucks. Yeah. And it was great to see because, again, it, it just – it was old school enough for me, and it was fun to watch, and then you just knew Sting was going to, you know, respond the way Sting did, and that made it even better. The nipple the nipple twist. Oh, man, How about the outrageous. Johnny Cage punch to the nuts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was... That was funny. Was I saw that was ridiculous. Yeah, and then Sting turns around yeah, and does a nipple twist, and I'm like, "Oh my god, this is this is fantastic!" Who would have who would ever thought that Sting could like, you know, that like you you could go to Sting in the back and be like, "Look, bud, mm-hmm. look, Sting, what you think about this?" Like, I'm gonna give you a little titty twister, and you're gonna no sell this titty twister. <laughs> and then about a minute later, bro, yeah, about a minute later. You're going to give me a titty twister. What do you think about that, Steve? You think that's a good idea? A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. <laughs> Who has the balls to go to Sting and be like, hey, Sting, uh, I got this I got this spot plan. Uh, <laughs> it involves two twi- titty twisters. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? <laughs> I would have never had I would have never had the balls for it. You know, that's like going to the Undertaker, be like, uh, hey, uh, Taker, uh uh can you give me a titty twister, bro? We're gonna play rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> and then then whoever loses, you kick him in the nuts. It's called Rochambeau. <laughs> we got this, bro. It's gonna be the best spot of the night, right? And I'm going to have rock, and you're going to have scissors, and I'm going to crush your fingers. Yeah. And then you're going to slack me across across the face and call it paper. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, the crazy part is, wrestling fans would understand that. Yes. Rock, You know what I'm saying? Yeah, rock, paper, scissors. Undertaker loses. You know, let's say Jericho grabs his fingers. Taker opens his hand. 
like all the way palms, you know, yep. just smacks them open handed and be like, paper! And all <laughs> Wrestling at its finest when the entire crowd goes, rock, paper, scissors, shoot! <laughs> Sting, but Darby yeah, Allen, and uh, Takaji win this uh, trios match, by the way. Now, now, I, listen, I'm going to say this, right? I don't know if I've said this before. But the WWE made one hell of a mistake by putting Sting on the shelf. Yes. And letting him go. Because if there is like, like, you know, I know Edge went out with, uh, you know, uh, what his back problems. Christian, you know, with his issues, all these people have gone out with, with, with problems and have returned. But if there's anybody that thought Sting would ever show up and then do what he does at 63, 64, whatever it is, I'm going to call you a liar because there's none of us that would ever dream that this would happen. Well, and that's why WWE were like, like, hey, you know what? What's the likelihood of Sting going to do something like this? Right. Right. We can get rid of him. He's not going to make an event anywhere. He's not going to make, he's just going to go and sign autographs and whatever they run. Sure, shit is gonna jump off an entranceway or a balcony. He'd never do that. Oh wait. Oh wait, wait, <laughs> wait a second. I love you. Oh well, thankfully Mox helped uh, Daddy Magic open up because uh, now he's a crimson mask himself. What the? Wheeler, you and Garcia slapping the shit out of each other. <laughs> Slap fight. All right, so. Now, again, after stinging them win, are there any backstage segments? I yes. know Jericho fireballs somebody, right? Yes, that's where that's yeah. when this takes place. So they go over to the back. Tony Schiavone is with uh, um, uh, Umino, Shota Umino. And um, Umino, of course, is the son of Red Shoes, the famous legendary referee. So... Shivani's talking to him, trying to talk it up like you didn't quite win the match, but you had a hell of a showing. And then Jericho <laughs> and the JAS, the Yas, show up. And uh, that damn wizard, Chris Jericho, throws a fireball and hits. <laughs> oh, I've just called him dirty old bastard because how he looks. <laughs> um, but throws a fireball, hitting Umino right in the face, um, which, by the way, best looking fireball he's thrown yet. Really? Yeah. Yeah, see, they didn't show that, like, in the arena. I, I uh, just happened to catch it uh, when I was watching, um, uh, uh, what's that, what's that, the ups and down one on uh, Russell, is it Russell Talk? Simon. Uh, I think it's Simon, right? Yeah, I think that's Russell Talk. Yeah, yeah, up and down. So, normally, I, I go back and watch the ups and downs. Uh-huh. Just uh, you know, see what I missed and everything, and then that's where I saw it. So I know there were some segments I didn't see. Yeah, I mean that that was up till that matchup, the end of that matchup. Um, that's the only backstage segment that really took place. Okay. Now we start rolling along. We get through the women's championship match between Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. Even. Even all the way up until the end of the end of the match, I really and truly thought Thunder Rosa was going to lose. Yes. But they managed to turn it around. Storm Zero gets reversed, and it's final reckoning by Rosa who gets the victory. Um, 
I don't really have a lot to say about this match because it wasn't necessarily what the hell. <laughs> and he just, just bats him away with the cane. That's awesome. He's not even like really putting any oomph into it. Oh, never mind. And Matt Menard's about to get the shit knocked out of him. Um, but no, this match wasn't bad by any stretch. Don't get me wrong. I just don't have a lot to say because it really wasn't a standout moment for it. Well, I, I, I thought it was Daddy short. I thought, and now either it was so good that I lost track of time, or it was just to me shorter than what I thought it should have been. It was, it was remarkably short. It wasn't yeah. short by an AEW match consideration. It was just short overall. Yeah. Um, what is that? Is that rubbing alcohol? Oh yeah, somebody about to burn. Oh lord, he's gonna throw an actual fireball—a <laughs> <laughs> Molotov cocktail. <laughs> That's true because if flame kicks off that, I don't know how that would. Oh, here it goes. Here it goes. Jericho's uh, getting something over there while he's laying on the ground. Oh, oh my God. Look at that face. Parker is so screwed up. And Jericho is getting it ready. The ring guys mm-hmm. were like, hey, well, I guess we're changing the mat out after this one. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> How'd you like to have your Coming face soon like. To Upper Deck Series 4. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just thought I thought it was too short. So, what was too short? The card, or the match, the match. I mean, they could have wrestled. You know, fight forever was a popular chant. Yeah, they could have done that. <laughs> so I, I'd have no problem with that. I mean, Somebody, it, wasn't, but, it wasn't a bad match by any stretch. It uh, was just quick. No. How did um, she get it outside? If like. Just hand it back to him the way you got it. Yeah, right. <laughs> she sprayed it all over him too. So now, like, it, if I'm him, I don't want to light that because I'm gonna catch fire. Yeah. I'm literally gonna catch fire because I've got alcohol all over my body. You're gonna <laughs> set yourself on fire. <laughs> um, all right. So who's next? Who's next, next is what I consider to be match of the night. Which um, one? Will Osprey versus Orange Cassidy. I love this match. Every yes. single near fall that happened in this match was just amazing. Orange Cassidy, if he doesn't win a title by the end of this year, they're doing something wrong. You got uh, such money in this guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to dispute that, but there, you know, to me, there's a time and a place. And if they keep showcasing him, like with Osprey. Now, I, I mean, Osprey is considered one of the best in the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this guy is it. And he held his own. It was enjoyable. It was fun. He, 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 could, he made you believe that he, you know, he has no problem wrestling a guy that much bigger than him. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and the, the best parts were... He transitioned really well from, you know, lazy, slow to lightning fast. Mm. Like you could not keep up with it by the end of it. And I mean, we all know that Osprey is just a damn magician. I mean, he. I don't know that there's anything the guy can't do. Mm. So watching these two, it was just it was as close to art as you're going to get in pro wrestling, in my opinion. Like Mm. I was really blown away. Like I, it wasn't that I didn't think. That's a lot of thumbtacks. 
He's like Ricochet. Like I used to joke about Ricochet. Like one day Ricochet's going to get out of the hotel room bed and his ankles are going to go, nope. Yep. Yep. Absolutely mm-hmm. agree. Osprey's, one day Osprey's body's going to go, <laughs> gotcha. Well, and, and I think Brian mentioned it because we, we, when we talked about Hook, Brian's mentioned, you know, having him put, you know, about 20 pounds on a muscle. Osprey did that. Yeah. Osprey put on about 20 to 30 pounds of muscle. And now Osprey is, I mean, bring him to the States by God. Let's get him in AEW full time. Wait, is he hanging out of the cage? Yes. Who is that? That's uh, Parker. Oh my God. (laughs) I have no clue how that happened, but (laughs) somebody helped that poor man. He's dead, Jim. (laughs) <laughs> how long until he passes out because he's still bleeding and he's up, well good enough for him to be able to pull himself up but he was upside down so it wouldn't have taken long i didn't see it yeah and again, you're you know you're right i would i would venture to say this is oh i can't is he gonna is he gonna put him face first in these thumbtacks it looks uh, like he's trying to uh-oh Oh, not dude! Alcohol and open cuts, not okay. Not okay. Not cool, Chris. <laughs> um, Osprey and, and Orange Cassidy was, uh, man, that was probably one of the better ones of the night. Yeah, and then of course it leads to um, both Keanu and I jumped up off the couch when it happened. But we get to the end. Osprey wins wins the match. Bless you. Um, wins the match, and then the next thing we know, the United Empire, they just start laying in in Austin Open and start laying into everybody. And yes. out comes the best friends. We're like, oh, cool, and it's Rapongi Vice. Cool, great. And then wait a minute. Shibata. Holy shit. Shibata, who, by all accounts, everything I had read, the man was not only retired, but not able to truly walk properly. Yes. And he comes to the ring like a damn stallion and just lays in and that crowd went nuts. That might've been the loudest the crowd had gotten up until Okada came out. What? No, no, no. Cause, uh, up to that point. Yes. Mm-hmm. But uh, I honestly think that when Claudio comes out, that's the loudest. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, you got to remember Shibata was a surprise. Right. And you know, Again, AEW are to me are smarter uh, fans as far as like world, you know, watching wrestling around the world, and nobody expected it. So it took it took a fraction of a second to figure out, yeah, you know who this is, and then you know, sure enough, Shibata. And again, I was under the same impression. I would never see that dude again. Like he was done. I'm pretty sure that you know. <laughs> that was it. Like, I'm done. You know, I, I can't do this. You know, whatever. And not only does he go in there and clean house, right? And this is, I'm assuming, uh, you know, something else was playing on TV at this time. So we get to the finish of it where <clears throat> Shibata and Orange Cassidy are. Posing the ah, he's raking him over the tax. Not okay. Not okay, Chris. No, don't turn him over. Damn it. <laughs> anyway, Shibata and OC are posing, doing the thumbs up, and then I don't remember what the segment was. It might have been uh, the tease. 
for who the mystery opponent was going to be. Mm. But you, you said that there was something that didn't air on what what is he doing? Oh, yeah. No, so no. Oh, allow going. me to tell you what you missed. And allow me to tell you why, again, this thing is not over. Like, this working agreement between these two is going to push into probably next year. Right? So, did you see the moment that Orange Cassidy puts his glasses on Shibata? Yes. Yeah, that's kind of how they close out, where they're both doing the thumbs up, or the posing together. And then, then right. next thing you know, we're, we're seeing the teaser video for who the mystery guy is going to be for Zack Sabre Jr. Did you see the the moment where Shibata kind of like tries to get Osprey back in the ring? No. It's a little bit, right? Like he's ready for a fight, right? Of course, the Empire's not taking, they're not having no part of Shibata. So they walk off, right? Well, who's left in the ring? Orange Cassidy and Shibata. Okay. And as Orange Cassidy goes to leave the ring, Shibata issues what can only be a challenge to Orange Cassidy to bring his ass back into the ring and let's have a match. Hmm. So while the so while the cameras cut, the the live crowd saw Shibata try to get Orange Cassidy back into the ring for a match. I'm all about that. That I didn't think that I would want to see a match more than because honestly, once I saw Orange Cassidy and Osprey, I was like, that's the match I want to see. That's going to be great, especially once we knew that Danielson was going to be there. But Dude, Shibata and Orange Cassidy? Hell yes. Yeah, and, and again, right? So we don't know, like, Shibata's, um, if he's recovered, if he can wrestle. We can only hope, right? We've seen Sting, Edge, Christian, right, Danielson. Right. The list goes on and on, right? The people that have had these injuries in return. We can only hope that Shibata is now in this boat because just like you, I want Orange Cassidy versus Shibata. Yeah. <laughs> one time. Just once. It doesn't have to happen just, all the time. Nope. Just once. Just one stinking time. Because, again, it's a match. Nobody nobody knows they need until the possibility is there. Yeah. So, and, again, had, had I known it wasn't on TV, I would have recorded it. But. I'm sure it's out there. Yeah, I'm sure that I'm gonna I'm gonna end up looking it up. <clears throat> so now we got Sammy and Jericho and Eddie on the top of the cage. Um, this this won't end well. I don't know for uh, who yet, but it won't end well. Or Eddie's Sabre, about to die. Somebody is, is somebody's going off that cage. Yes, and there ain't no boxes like last time. Right, right. They, I'm positive that they have. Well, I love the design of the cage, by the way. They've improved it since last time. So you got a complete roof. So we truly have War Games-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be, he's dead! Oh my <laughs> right, right. 
We're going to get Jim Ross. Good God, they killed him. Whoever it is that goes off. Um, Zack Sabre Jr., Claudio Castagnoli. Um, what a huge debut for Claudio. Again, we talked about with Sting, how do you let a guy like him go? You talk about like with Christian, how do you let a guy like him go? All of all of these different people that get released from WWE to AEW, but Claudio, they let his his contract expire. And I said it the other day, the reason these guys aren't staying around is because they're wrestlers. Right. They can be entertaining. They do sports entertainment, sure, but they are oh. wrestlers. That's what they are. Um, which is why Claudio is just a perfect fit for AEW. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh no! And again, we you we were talking about Shibata getting the loudest pop, right? Oh, there he goes. Bye, Sammy. <laughs> so, you know, again, but what End what I said the world if you're Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> it took it took everybody a second to to for Shibata to register, right? But with Claudio, once that screen went red and yeah. that white cross was on there, every everybody knew exactly who it was, and that was absolutely the loudest I heard that place. Yeah, that was a. That was a great reaction. That was, I mean, plus, plus he comes out, and what I really liked was they teased a quick finish. They didn't do mm-hmm. it, but they teased it. So you're like, oh, shit, he's going to be beat him in like five seconds. But no, then they go on to have really a great matchup. Um, I want to see it again because I feel like uh, Claudio was, was hard on himself. Because of just the energy level, and I'm sure he had probably had some nerves. I mean, this is the biggest wrestling moment for him, really, since signing away from ROH to WWE. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what I thought was was fantastic is when he comes out, he stands beside the camera guy, the mask camera guy, and he like points to him. Right, right. Like what? Yeah. Like we didn't know that was you at one time or another. Uh, you, you know what I'm saying? I don't know who you think you're kidding, buddy. But right. <laughs> that would have been cool if like they, nobody had come down, and uh, then he takes the mask off and puts the camera down. That would have been awesome. Now I, I will say though, I did enjoy the match. It to me, it wasn't the technical wrestling extravaganza that I was expecting. Yeah, and that's why I want to see it again. Yeah, I want to see it from start to finish, kind of, kind of like with 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 Cody and Rollins. You know, all right, the surprise is gone now. Just do a straight up match. Let's see what they got. You know, yeah. I'd love to see it. Yeah, but again, though, I I I, my, I want to see Zach and Danielson, but I could see yes. Zach Claudio again. But I want a nice technical match. Damn it. So now we've got. The IWGP title match. This matchup, I I didn't think they were going with the Fatal 4-Way, although I did kind of call for it last week, thinking they might. But it turns out it's Jay White defending against Adam Cole, Adam Page, and Okada. And for every wrestling fan, or no, let me back that up. For every WWE fan that ever said, they don't know who Okada is. 
16,000 people in Chicago lost their shit when Okada came out. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows who Okada is. <laughs> mm-hmm. That own, was a great It's your own damn fault. I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. It's not like you don't have it available to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when, when, the, when the coin hit, like, it came unglued. Mm-hmm. The chance for Okada. I mean, that alone, if I'm Okada, I'm like, I got to come back. I have to come back. You know. Um, God, it was. And again, this is somebody I've always wanted to see. And. Man, what a match. Even the even the the finish, right? I'm, I'll let the finish. I go by the wayside mm-hmm. for what that match, uh, you know, for as good as the match was. Yeah. Well, and this is one of those situations. Here comes Cesaro or Claudio up to the top of the cage. Okay. Just delivers a boot to Jericho. I'm wondering if maybe uh, Claudio uh, turns on Eddie here. We'll see. No, I think Eddie's going to throw him off. Oh, my God. That'd be insane. So, yeah. you mentioned the finish of this match. And, by the way, the match was great. Um, a lot of near falls where, really and truly, you didn't know who was going to win. You didn't know where it was going to go. Um, and I, I like matches like that because it just it, it gives you that, that moment where you can really enjoy it. Giant swing on the top of the cage. That's cool. Okada finally hits the Rainmaker. But in the process of it, Cole kind of... In the aftermath, I don't know what he got hit with, but somehow he's down. And Jay White hits the Blade Runner, which looks so smooth. Um, gets the win over Cole, though. So he hit the Blade Runner on on um, Okada, but he got the pin over Cole. I don't know what happened to Adam Cole. Supposedly it's a concussion, mm-hmm. but, I mean, he did not look well. Yeah, I, so yeah, yeah. I think I guess because before that there was, I think there was an outside spot with him, if I remember right, with Cole. And I'm assuming that's probably where it happened, mm-hmm. or that spot he managed to tell somebody, you know, dude, I'm I'm fucked up or whatever, and right. then they relayed the message. Or maybe he tells the doc, and you, you know what I'm saying? I think somewhere, uh, you know, that must have been where they told him, and the finish got screwed up. Not screwed up, but, you know, that's the finish they went with. Mm-hmm. You know, because, again, to me, it made no sense either, like, watching, like, while it's going on, the, why would he just roll over Cole? Mm-hmm. Um, however, there is a bright side to it, because they could always come back, next week and be like well we're bullet club you're bullet club for life right right you know this this was a setup all along so they could play it off you know whatever and it would make sense but he didn't look good yeah yeah i mean the the during the scrum at the after you know after the show was done nobody says anything about it except jay white just saying he was looking out for his friend yeah. So, by the way, Jay White in the media scrum 
I, I realized Jay White was, was working, but damn, that was awkward. <laughs> I don't know if you had a chance to watch it, but it was really awkward. Him kind of going off about people not helping him and all that. I was just, I didn't really understand it. Yeah, I, I haven't watched the scrums yet. Normally I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, something about Eddie's back, I think he just said. Yeah, he just said, he's like, he's okay, but he can't because he's back. Like, he was going to try yeah. to help him up, and he says, no. Yeah. He's, he's um, telling uh, Ortiz, uh, Santana Ortiz he's fucked up his back. Yeah, that's a bad spot to fuck up your back, buddy. Yeah. How do you get down at that point? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> How you going to climb? Um, I hurt my back. I can't get down. Well, <laughs> maybe, the options are. <laughs> maybe Sting will help you. He knows how to go up. <laughs> yeah. You want to take the fast way down? <laughs> you can take the Sammy way, the Sammy elevator. <laughs> so, but I, I will say though that you know, it, I think the ending was a smart ending. Now that you learned, mm-hmm. you know, he had a concussion. Yeah. Certainly hope that uh, that he gets well soon because uh, he's had a lot of momentum and built up really well. So we look forward to to seeing him come back. Uh, uh, this was a good way to let fans see interaction between Okada and AEW, you know, solid stars like Paige and Cole, but also to give us a chance to see Jay White on a big, big stage. So, I mean, this was a great showcase for all four guys. Oh, wait. So Young Bucks versus Goto and Hashi, Yoshihashi. Bro, I'm telling you, it's not over. Wheeler Yuta has oh, taxed planted in his back hey their visas are good for 30 days yeah get as much money out of that as you can do it main event time brian and at this point again very few backstage segments so did anything happen between the wgp and then the AEW title match uh no because it took so the young bucks come out and who was the other one um, Hikaleo, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, I know the young uh, the young bucks came down, and I think there might have been another one that came down. They checked on um, Adam Cole, um, and they, I mean he was he was like down. They were really checking on him for for a bit. Um, and again, it. it, it it's just one of the things you're really not quite sure what in the world's going on. Yeah. You know, the, it just, the, the ending, you could tell there was something wrong with the ending. Yeah. And then, you know, then once you realize, Oh, they're really checking on him. So now you're, now you switch to concern. You hope he's okay. Um, the crowd was decent. You know, they didn't boo the ending, you know, uh, they didn't really get on anybody's case about it. Um, they let them go down, do their thing, and then once uh, Adam Cole got to the back, you know, then then we go to the main event. Now, main event was Tanahashi and John Moxley. Everything we could have asked for out of this matchup. Uh, yeah, I would. I, I think so. Especially since we've been waiting for what three years. Because what they were supposed to do it, uh, what three years ago, 
Just before the uh, pandemic, really, yeah. Right. COVID hit, Tanahashi can't take part in it. Or no, I guess Moxley can't go to Japan or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we get another possible match, uh, I think, in between that and then the one earlier this year where Tanahashi was advertised. I guess he couldn't make the trip. Mm-hmm. So then they brought, I uh, forget who replaced him. And so, yeah, so without really creating a story of, you know, I'm going to, you know, we're going to fight this time because you've been ducking me or dodging me. It's just one of these, uh, you know, actually organic stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, the, the back and forth between the two guys was was subtle, but they did it well. As far as like conversation, you know, Tanahashi said, you know, I haven't been ducking you. I've been waiting you for you to get on my level, which is right. that was great. That was a great line. It just came off really well. The performance between both guys. I don't know how Mox got busted open. I, I listen, I can tell you how I got busted open because I watched him. I poured it out to my wife. Right. So the, the move. That and, and and Melcher here. I don't know if you were there, there Melcher, mm-hmm. but Mox cut himself, bladed, legit bladed. That's that's why he came up bleeding. So did he try to like? Was there a shot of him um, like hitting a ring post or something? Or no, it was it was a move in the ring where they supposedly. I think I read they supposedly collided heads. Mm-hmm. Right, and then he rolls out. He's laying almost directly in front of me. Mm-hmm. And again, this is why I asked the question: if that, if him laying on the ground was shown on TV, because you can clearly see him go to his head, and then you can clearly see him, right, for no reason whatsoever, take his right arm underneath the ring and you can see the arm move like he's flicking something underneath the ring and then all of a sudden the proverbial crimson mask is in full view yeah and you're kind of like what what the hell just happened that makes no sense yeah and again melcher i think melcher reported no that was like that was a legit headbutt or, you know, whatever he said. I'm like, dude, you're an idiot. I was there. I saw. That wasn't it. What did he sound like? <laughs> no, uh, that was pretty solid. That's a, that's a spot on <laughs> Meltzer impression. Yeah. Do that again. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, give it to him for, for trying to explain away, mm-hmm. you know, why he just pops up <laughs> and bleeding. But if you if you people at home can't figure out where the headbutt came from or what the move came from that that bled him. I I couldn't do I couldn't see it in the arena either. Well, I mean it was it was one minute, you know, they were fine and then Tanahashi hits a sling blade and I'm like, "Well, he didn't even touch his face." Right. So, how <laughs> but he pops up like and suddenly he's bleeding and then he hits a high fly flow which, you know, last week when they did the tag match I was concerned because just Tanahashi didn't seem like he was moving well. Yeah. It was all resolved on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I guess, I guess, 
you know, the 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 blood comes into play to just give it that little extra bit of mm. oh, this is a Moxley match. Red means uh, green. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm okay with it. I, you know, just next time try and make it look more convincing for why he's bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, all in all, this match was or this this event. The show was tremendous. Um, I was super satisfied with it. I mean, you know, sometimes there's an event where you're like, eh, that match kind of sucked. There wasn't a single one that I thought that. Not a single one. Um, the buy-in, I missed part of it because I was driving. But, you know, from what I could tell, the factory had a decent matchup with uh, the dojo. Um, I don't know how that match looked to you. What did you? What were your thoughts on that? Uh, which one are you talking? No, so you had QT and the uh, was it Solo? Yeah, okay. Aaron. Aaron uh, is it, isn't it Aaron Solo? Yep, Aaron Solo. Yeah, and I forget who they were wrestling. Um, I mean it was decent. There was a little, little, one or two comedy spots involved, kind of what you would expect. Mm-hmm. Um, not a bad showing for them. Um. For anybody involved, I just uh, I kind of forget who was in uh, who the New Japan guys were, and then you had Lance Archer versus um, oh Lord, what's his name? Uh, the um, the other guy with QT, the big guy. Oh, Nick Camarado. Yeah, Camarado. That was okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why, but Lance was getting some pretty decent pops. I feel like I mean, fans are trying to get behind him. Yeah, I mean they were behind him. They they were steady behind him in uh, in Chicago. And I guess technically he may very well be, uh, you know, would have been the bad guy uh, based off of his affiliation because in that match he would have been the New Japan guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they. I mean they cheered him. They gave him some pops. Um, what was that one move he did? Um, I was like some crazy backflip off the top rope or something. Really? Uh, Archer yeah, did it? yeah, Archer did. Yeah, Ar- I'm pretty sure it was Archer. Um, and then the third match was they claimed the Ass Boys and uh, Billy Gunn. Oh, I did see that. So Danhausen, yeah. <laughs> Danhausen debuts their new music, <laughs> and they ran mm-hmm. away. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I guess they went looking for him. Yeah. And again, there there's nothing shown on TV. So once they run away, you have no clue. Um, but that was a good tag match. You know, yeah. a handicap tag match. So. Um, and you know, the claim is so is I won't say so over, but they are very much over right now. Yeah. Everybody loves them. Uh, what was the, um, uh, did you happen to see the, uh, when, um, Caster was coming down and he was talking not. on the mic? I did not. Um, yeah, that was, that was pretty good. Um, because they did play that, so that got the crowd pumped. 
I know Wednesday last week he came down and said that he would say a lot of stuff, but he had to sign an NDA. <laughs> yeah. Caster's just, just so funny. Yeah. So here's some news from an interview that took place, I want to say, in the past couple of days. Um, Kenny Omega uh, did, did an interview with Fightful Select, um, and one of the things that Omega said, um, a little alarming, Kenny Omega says that if I get another major setback, that's it. That's it. I'm done. I can't do this ever again. Two times, three times a day, really painful rehab, not even knowing what it's going to be like when I get back in the ring. I have no clue. It's scary, actually. You see people, uh, they come back to the ring, and you're just happy to see them back, and there's this different kind of expectation put on me. And I think that anything less than what they're expecting, which is already unrealistic, is going to lead to a lot of ridicule, which is what I get every day anyway. Kenny may be in a bad headspace or maybe just a little concerned that his, his rehab isn't happening, or maybe he's just working really, really hard. Um, either way, that's that's a an eye-opener right there. Mm. I mean, you know, I don't know, maybe he's just... Um... You know, rehab's brought him down a little bit, and he's just needing a bent. Yeah. You know, Are you talking about a guy who's been active for damn near, what, four years straight? Yeah. At the top of his game, and then now all of a sudden, boom. Mm. You know. That, uh, well, you... Setback after setback, sorry. Yeah, well, no. I mean, you also have the the – Typical, not typical, but you have the wrestling fan that literally just goes down out of their way to piss in everybody's cereal. Right. And I'm sure that's hard on them, too. Well, he's done, he's done a lot to try to be fair to a lot of fans that say just some of the craziest shit. Mm. Um, I mean, he's one of those guys that will interact with you on social media just as long as you're not being a complete douchebag. Um, but hearing, hearing that kind of a comment come from him, I mean, to me, that's like you said, just maybe a bad, bad rehab day in a, in a different part of an interview that he also did with Fightful Select. He stated that his goal was to be ready by Forbidden Door. Um, but unfortunately he had had a setback or two and so that he actually flew home. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's it's one of those things where I can definitely get it because he's considered to be one of the greatest to ever do it. And he's had multiple matches that's proven why he's so good. Um, and here we are in a situation where, you know, he may not ever be able to do it again. I can absolutely understand why, why he would even vent that way. Well, yeah, but, I mean, you also have to understand, too, his normal level is a level very few wrestlers even can even dream about. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, there are only a handful I could think of that can go like Omega level. Mm -hmm. It's Okada, it's Danielson, it's Zack Sabre Jr., it's Osprey. Right. You know, and Kenny himself, like... You know, Pat is another one. There are very few, you know, on the, on the if you looked at everybody in the world, 
Mm-hmm. There are very few that can that can do what Kenny does and the rest of them do. Um, the only only piece of advice I would have for Kenny is, bro, don't be afraid to just take a break and and you know get something fixed. Because Rob's yeah. right. I mean, he'd been going for a long time, and he has had some like insane matches over the course of those years. Well, and then you think about the the surgeries he's had to go through. Mm-hmm. It's not just one knee surgery. It's sports hernia. It's back surgery. It's shoulder mm-hmm. surgery. It's, I mean, I would personally consider retiring just based off of that alone. The, well, the, yeah, but I mean, the you rehab has the of blood. What's so, that? I said you faint at the side of blood, so. Only my own, if we're being fair. Yeah. Yeah, you 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 break a pinky, you probably be out retired. I mean, I did break a toe once and get really nauseous. That hurt. That hurt a yeah, lot. So. Not a lot. <laughs> you got a paper cut and get it out for a week. Yeah. Kenny, Kenny's a different breed, man. So. Oh that of that I have no doubt. At least I hope so. Because if he if he suffers like that, like I do, um, he's in the wrong business. That's for sure. Uh, overall thoughts on the uh, grade of the pay-per-view. Um, Brian, you were there, buddy. You, you, what do you think? Oh, there, there's no doubt. Uh, I mean, I think I'm pretty sure I said it earlier. This was, you know, the best show I think I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. Um, the mat, if, if the worst thing I can say about a paper, if this pay-per-view is that I thought Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm was too short. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that's like legit, the worst thing I can say, right? You know, this, this thing's an A plus in my in my mind. Yeah. And I, again, I, it's no slight to anybody, but you know, if I'm gonna, if there's one thing to gripe about is I wanted to see more, more of Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we have more to uncover with that. Um, We've we've only gotten a glimpse of what they could probably do together. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I I would have to agree with you as far as a grade. I think A plus. Like I said, pay per view of the year. Um, mm-hmm. Best event I've seen in a good while as well. Uh, I haven't kept up with uh, Wrestle Kingdom as much as uh, as much as you have, but I would say this this takes it for best in at least a few years. Yeah, I mean the the thing you got to remember is going in there's such anticipation for this. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just me, but for like any pro wrestling fan. Yeah, there's such anticipation, and then for them to pull it off, and even when they screwed up, it still looked good. Yeah. You know, the the Adam Cole thing, you know, mm-hmm. Moxley uh, coming up covered in blood and nobody knows how it happened. You know, you you tend to forget that, right? As he, as they go into it and Moxley's bleeding, you forget like, well, wait a second, how did it happen? Anybody know how that happened? You know, you, yeah. Just, yeah. you just go on with it. The FTR thing, you, you know, any pro wrestling fan that's been around for, 
you know, as long as we have knows the spot is coming, you know, right. we know he he's going to the back only to come back out. Even if he truly is hurt, he's coming back out. Well, and that we, was the best part. The best yeah. part was the not knowing. Yeah. Because and when we you realized, it, like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> we bought it hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's great. I want to. I want to see it. I want that to happen. Yeah. I love when it does because when it does, I'm like, ah, oh, they got me cool. You know, because yeah. you know, this doesn't happen very much anymore. Uh-uh. And then again, later on for Dax to say, yep, it was it was it was a planned planned spot in the match. <laughs> And you're still like, hey, this yeah. was, it, was, it was it was great. It was perfect. Yeah. From from sixty three year old Sting, mm-hmm. once again, you know, putting on a stellar match, getting out there with people half his age, and not being afraid to do titty twisters. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's great. I think Brian yeah. just wants a titty twister. <laughs> I, I would take Don't a titty twister from Sting. I would. I would. If What's I ever, be, yeah, if I ever go to a meet and greet with Sting, I would be like, "Look, bro, if you did that for El Fantasmo, I want you I to want. give me a titty twister. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want." Oh my god, that'd be awesome. That'd be what I want to ask one of these people when we get like a big group. We do an interview again and be like, "What's the weirdest thing you've had ever someone had somebody say, hey, at a meet and greet, like, hey." Can you do this to me, please? <laughs> yeah. so, I am. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get my television title signed by him. I'm going to be like, look, can I get a picture of you giving me a titty twister? <laughs> <laughs> it's the greatest thing I've seen in forever. That's awesome. So, uh, well, I mean, we were we were able to get through the entirety of the pay-per-view, Blood and Guts tonight. There were only four matches tonight on, excuse me, three matches on Dynamite tonight. Ethan Page and Orange Cassidy, um, Luchasaurus and a squash, I guess. You count that. <laughs> That's Jade Cargill. Uh-huh, over Layla Gray. But that isn't the story. The story is Layla Gray becoming a baddie. Eh. Yeah, because... Uh, uh... <laughs> What's her name's out? Yeah, uh, uh, not Kiara Hogan. Mm-mm. Um, I don't remember the other one. Velvet, Velvet. No, Red Velvet. Thank you. Yeah, Jesus. there we go. Sorry. Um, I mean, it's uh, it's it's open sailing. I mean, they they are controlling their own destiny. We said it last week. I'll say it again. You know, sixteen thousand people in Chicago for Forbidden Door. Um, you know, screw what people say about your ratings. If you're doing $5 million in pay-per-view buys and you're selling out the United Center, you're doing something right. Just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep putting on good shows. The rest will come to you. I, I yeah, just, but the yeah. ones complaining are the bobbleheads. Yeah. The ones complaining are the ones that are that are like can't for the life of them just buck up and be like, you know what? I watch AEW. Yeah, I mean, there's the same people that were ecstatic that Vince McMahon's still on TV, even though he's being investigated. For rape. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. And that it's made not... no sense that night. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, then he has everybody stand out there. If you, if you saw John Cena's comeback on Monday, and it really wasn't much, the celebration of 20 years for John Cena. He deserves more than that, by the way. Um, 
comes out there, and I want to say this was a McMahon decree where the, the superstars line the aisle and clap for him when his music hits so he can head to the ring. Oh, you know it was, because they've done uh, similar stupid shit like that before. And then he does a five-minute promo that made no sense. He does mm-hmm. say something. This is kind of weird. So in his promo, he says, if you see something that sucks, you need to say something about it. Okay, John. WWE sucks. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. What? <laughs> like well, in the middle of his thanks for being my fans, he says, if you see something that sucks, you should say something about it. Well, he's probably telling the fans without telling the fans. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Uh, this situation I, sucks, but here's what I want you to do. Yeah. So I am glad, though, that there were some video packages from AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, because this almost helps me think that we may, once uh, Vince is gone, if the you know if he gets relieved from his duties as chairman or whatever he is, CEO, whatever. If he gets relieved, that there is a possibility that we can have the two biggest American companies join forces for for a night. Well, I mean, it, it, it's definitely possible. Uh, Stephanie McMahon is the interim CEO still. There is now buzz about whether or not she will be the full-time CEO in the in the wake of all of these things. John Laronitis is on administrative leave. He's not expected back. Bruce Pritchard took over talent relations. Uh, Triple H was seen at the Performance Center last week, openly telling everyone he's back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I think if we can get Triple H to to go to Stephanie's spot, mm-hmm. I think it's a very good possibility that there's enough people that know each other. Yeah, that maybe we can get that because Tony Khan is not like he's not like shut the door on the idea. No, no, he's actually been pretty open to it, which is great. Yeah. But yeah, it's in the WWE's ball, you know, court. Well, you um, think about think about most of the talent that AEW has. Not most of the talent, but a lot of the talent like you know Mox and Cesaro and those guys like. A lot of them have a lot of respect for Triple H, you know, Mm -hmm. and like Adam Cole. Adam Cole didn't leave because Triple H, you know, Adam Cole left because he was, he saw the writing on the wall and the ship was sinking and he didn't want to wear (laughs) tie-dye. Right. He wanted to be, he wanted to be with Britt. He wanted to work with his friends. Mm -hmm. Well, and he wanted to be like. He was one of those that we talked about, you know, like he saw what was happening when they got moved to the main roster and Vince got a hold of him. Right. And he just stayed right where it was. Then he was, when he saw the writing on the wall, he's like, you know what? This is bullshit. I'm out of here. Right. Mm-hmm. And those guys who have respect for Triple H would, in essence, I think would work. You know, there's some people that have gone on one side of the road. Like if, you know, I mean, the problem right now is Vince isn't chairman, mm-hmm. but he's still head of creative. 
Right. You know, like you can't suspect that. That's like saying, hey, you know what? You did something stupid. So we're going to take you out of this role, but you can still have day to day operations of what's going on. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're going to take you out of the money manager role. But guess what? You can still screw people over because of their character. And it just makes no sense. Like the WWE board of directors should say, you know what, Vince? You had a good run. We're going to mm-hmm. offer you this buyout. And you can go sit by your pool. Right. Right. Uh, Kevin Dunn recently implicated in the same investigations, supposedly involved. Again, allegations, not saying whether he did or didn't. Um, But, you know, hey, let's get rid of the old guard. Get rid of the entire old guard. Throw Mm -hmm. them in the trash. It's time. Well, you can't tell me there there ain't a soul up there if Vince did it. That didn't know about it. Well, and and you know that's where like uh, tweets from Nia Jax and even Sasha Banks, who had been radio silent since her departure, but these are people that supposedly knew. Oh, well, did you did you see the latest on Sasha Banks? Uh, no. Uh, so apparently, the story goes is she was fired by like. I mean, some dude that, like, probably has no business fired anybody. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like the office manager's second cousin, vice president <laughs> of Well, they had to find somebody that wasn't packages. under investigation. <laughs> well, no, because, I, mean, I mean, think about it. She, this apparently, though, like, happened. I remember she left. Right, right. right. And then, like, Spend a day it. later... Yeah, but then like a day later, they're like, well, there's reports Sasha Banks has been fired. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, uh, I wish I'd kept it, but you probably find it on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. I mean, again, like this title that this guy supposedly is the one who fired her, like literally has, to me, has no business being involved in any personnel decisions at all. It's like the, you know, again, the guy that go that buys the pins for the vice president of the media company who works at Seven Eleven's grandmother. I mean, it's like some. Yeah. I'm like, where does this guy even fit into this picture? And then it's like, well, not only did he fire her, but it was a mistake because now they're trying to smooth it over with her. Right. Right. Like, so she's like probably legit got fired. By some idiot that probably got drunk and said, fuck it, I'm just going to fire her. Mm-hmm. And then when she gets fired, she gets mad and says, well, no, you fired me. And they're like, no, he shouldn't have done that. <laughs> he was drunk. He shouldn't have done Come back to work. It's like where the rookie of the shifts control it. And the guy goes, you know what? You're fired. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to see. I wonder if I can find it real quick. Um, yeah, it was, it was some crazy, like, I mean, it's not the CEO, it's not the CFO, it's not like anybody that would have any remote reason. I mean, it's like the the, the, regional rep of merch sales. Yeah. It's like the guy that handles, (laughs) uh, you know, interns at the office or something. I mean, how does this guy even get involved? The head of parking. (laughs) 
Had a crowd control here for WWE. <laughs> Let's see. Head of parking gets in a fight with Sasha Banks over private parking space. <laughs> That's my spot. <laughs> All right, so here you go, right? Here it is. I found it. Uh, this is from that dude, Raj uh, Giri. Yep, Raj Giri, yep. Yeah, yeah. So, again, he's normally pretty accurate about this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he said, I deleted the original tweet since there was some confusion. To clarify, I heard Sasha Banks. She was released on June 10th, which, again, is probably a day or two after the incident. The release came after the vice president of business and legal affairs for talent relations and not John Laurinaitis. Of business and legal affairs. When has that guy ever been involved in firing anybody? I've never heard of him. Yeah, he doesn't list a name or anything, but... Like, again, this guy's like the guy that goes and gets Slurpee for Vince McMahon or something, you know? The guy that's ahead of Slurpee acquisition for Vince McMahon on every second Tuesday of the month. Mm -hmm. Like, where's this guy even coming from? But I bet you he got drunk or Vince got drunk or somebody got drunk and said she's fired. And he was like, okay, I'll do it. (laughs) We need somebody to do it. Okay. (laughs) Okay, George. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a bleak times ahead until they get everything straightened out. It's going to be a lot of work to do. Um, Overall, I told you to get her a fiery nacho. (laughs) Oh. Not fire the woman, fiery nacho. Uh, you are a idiot. <laughs> Thanks again for everybody for listening. That's going to do it for us for this week. Uh, again, AEW wins the weekend, wins the week, in my opinion. Great night. Wins of, uh, the month. Yeah, could be. Could be. First I can't see anything topping that. Money in the bank expected. Uh, Brian's poor child now loses her room, so he has a place to put the, the thing. <laughs> No, I'll hang it on the wall. I will. I'll find a Down spot to put the it on the wall. Picture. Money in the bank is this Saturday. Um, Ooh, I can care less. <laughs> yes. Brock Lesnar versus Roman for the 20,000th time. Good luck. Have, have fun with that. I do not know if I'll be watching it. But... Hey, catch up with your boys on Twitter. Catch up with Rob at Rob Hefner C2C. Catch up with Brian at Vlad Dragul C2C. And myself at Stan Grubb. The show is at C2C Radio Show and the website C2C Radio Show.com. I think I know how to say it by now. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week. Same uh, relative time. It'll be up on the site here soon. (laughs) <laughs> Don't forget Friday, the New Japan AW train continues. Stick with us for more wrestling action as we always bring it to you. See you soon, guys. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 